you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy-looking? Hello, what have we here? I just assumed he's a walking. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. Quick shout out to my band, the Fog Cutters. That tune you're hearing as we're trailing into this podcast is called Cloverleaf off our album Flotsam. You can check that out at fogcutters.com. No, that's, that's James, all out of the that's way. James on the bone, by the way. That's three. That's me. That's me on the bone. Yeah, that's me on the bone. So today we wanted to start out with a little bit more intro about us. I mean, we could we could spend an entire podcast just yakking about ourselves and how we met and everything else. But we're going to try to spread it out over a few podcasts here, just so we don't bore the hell out of everyone. <laughs> um, so right now, you know, uh, we're going to start with just what's your favorite Star Wars story? What what which story arc in the trilogy prequel original or starting this new one is your favorite? And I'm gonna throw it over to you, Kev. What's your favorite Star Wars story arc? Ooh. That include that includes like you know if you want to go into Rebels, Clone Wars, any of that stuff too. So books. Ooh, that's you know one to start with. Um... Or or if you want to do like movies only and then do like literature afterwards. Um, but yeah, go for it, man. What's your favorite arc? Um, we could we could do canon like, and, and EU. Uh, anyway. uh, now you're talking. Now Let's, you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do all that. So hit, take uh, it well, away. Um, I have I have two ones actually. Um, obviously I grew up really with the movies, uh, the original trilogy. So the, my my story arc was always. Um, a New Hope, Empire Jedi, and the Luke Skywalker story arc, which was, uh, you know, um, the classic sort of realising you're the hero and everything else. But recently, obviously, one of the um, story arcs I have loved is the Darth Bane one, which, um, you know, we'll get into later, um, was, yeah... um, Sith story arc was great, and uh, I, I, that to me is has been, you know, really interesting reading that, reading about the Sith, the the rule of two, and everything else. So um, obviously for me, it's the original trilogy and the Luke Skywalker arc for me. But uh, going on from that, I will go with the the Darth Bane one as well. So that's mine. Yeah. All right. All right. Ed. All right, uh, I'm gonna have to agree that you can't. It's tough to beat the Luke Skywalker arc, uh, so that that's gonna be my major one. But I will say I really enjoyed the whole end of the Clone Wars with uh, Ahsoka's like um, frame. You know how she was framed, 
and had to go into exile. I, I just really enjoyed that. See, that was a good one. Yeah. I, I like that. She, she was like, she sensed the Jedi were doing things wrong. Something was wrong. And she had to, she had to get out. Loved it. See, that, Loved it. that is a good one because I did kind of like the fact that it was the first time the Jedi we'd seen being challenged, wasn't it? That we'd seen, you know, somebody going, I don't like what's happening here. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and Tarkin was beautifully portrayed in it. Just like, yeah. Like just getting under your skin as a viewer, like, oh my God. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was always an interesting, wasn't it? The uh, Ahsoka one. She was a great character, though, wasn't she? she was of, of the Clone yeah. Wars. Well, she started out kind of like a, a whiny little, little kid, but got way better at the end. Yeah, but rather than the Anakin one where he stayed a whiny kid, it was this was more interesting, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <This> <clears> was <throat> more interesting. Um, yep. What about you, James? What about yours? Hmm. Well, I guess I'll I'll go to do two because I'm gonna go I'm gonna go movie and non-movie. Go. And obviously non-movie, I'm gonna go with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. because I like. Uh, still a lot about him between the, I guess, legends, which is bullshit. Yeah. Um, b- between the old, I guess we'll call it non-canon and the new canon. Mm-hmm. So in the non-canon, you got a lot of like what their what his motivation was uh, in in you know soliciting himself to the empire and sort of working his way through the empire, doing their will. But also keeping in the back of his mind his true loyalty, which was to his culture, um, to Scylla and Chiss, and the Chiss. Um, and now with the reboot of that in canon, thanks to Rebels and Timothy Zahn's novel Thrawn, um, we're able to see maybe a little bit more in depth of if Disney will allow him to go that far, Timothy Zahn, um, to see really deeper into, you know, Thrawn's psyche and like what his true motivations are and really how deep of a character we can create this guy. I know he's just in Rebels and I'm really what I'm doing is I'm really pulling for a lot here because I'm really <laughs> hoping it turns out great. Yeah. Um, I'm basically projecting what I want it to be. Um, but I think he's by far one of the most interesting characters in the whole the whole universe. Yeah. Uh, and, and to go to, I guess, movie, um, I guess uh, the whole arc of uh, Princess Leia. She's mm. hers is my favorite because it's the most intense. It's the most uh, morally challenging, I think. Because she's someone who obviously adopted, but you know she grew up with Bail Organa, uh, became a senator after her father, um, really treading, you know, the light versus dark. As even before she realized that she was a Force user and she was Luke Skywalker's brother and ultimately Darth Vader's daughter. Yeah. Um, because of uh, you know just the 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 complete imagine the complete mindfuck that that is. Of understanding that the person who killed your father, who raised you, and your entire planet that you grew up on was your father, or rather, yeah, you know, people represented by your father. He didn't actually pull the trigger, but you know, he was right there, <laughs> and didn't obviously didn't object. And then later on, when she found out who she was, uh, who he was, and then still like, you know, I'm still uh, an agent for good, you yeah. know, no matter what he did or what he's done before. That's not me. 
which really gives a lot of hope to, you know, people who have evil parents and evil sons and daughters. That doesn't mean everyone's like them. Um, mm. And then I guess continuing on, if you want to go into new canon with bloodlines, where she really starts to sort of come to grips with that and everybody comes to grips with that. And she's like, no, I'm still I'm still good. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Even though the cat's out of the bag, like I am still a uh, uh, a loyal person and and in pursuit of peace and everything else. And that I didn't really think about in Bloodlines when they were like when no one knew she was a son or daughter. And yeah. Like I, I was like, oh yeah, what would she tell everybody? Would she not? So yeah, yeah, I agree. And it was found out ultimately. Yeah. So exactly. have you read have you read Bloodlines yet, Kev? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. We've all read Bloodlines, right? Yeah, we have, yeah. So Okay, yeah. all right. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Everybody finds out that she is the daughter of Darth Vader in Bloodlines. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so really? I think com- Nobody saw that to- yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, nobody. <laughs> I mean, coming to grips with that and then seeing how the people who are most loyal around her act, including the alleged antagonists of the story, which really aren't antagonists. Um, I forgot the senator's name, but he was the new guy who collected all of the Imperial stuff. Um, I forgot. Anyways, uh, you know, still recognizing the the inherent good that she is and that she has and stuff like that. So, yeah, the Princess Leia arc, and for literature, it's the Throng yeah. arc. My favorite, two favorite stories. And it'll be interesting so to we- see how that comes to fruition in uh, episode eight. In Absolutely, because that arc's still going. But can I, just a quick one on that, James. You know, with... Uh, the Thrawn. Um, obviously, I, we've we've read the trilogy, we've read the Thrawn novel, but what did you think to him in how they used him in Rebels? Um, I think they dumbed him down for Rebels. Yeah, quite quite honestly. Um, if you if you think you, that because I thought that did you just think that's the nature of that show though? Or... Uh, I think it's just the nature of that show. Yeah, I mean they have to because it's for kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know it, it is really when we when we get into that, isn't it? That really is for kids i mean my mum works in a school and the kids love that show um yeah you know what we talk about <laughs> i'm sure we can all talk about how we got into star wars and mine was the original movies and then i know yours was sort of different novels and things like that but you know a lot of kids now are getting into it through clone wars through um rebels and They've got to cater for that audience, haven't they? They've got to cater for that. Oh yeah, well, I mean, they have they have to grow. They have to grow their uh, their future fans right there. I mean, yeah. young yeah. kids aren't just going to dive into the trilogy. Like it was their parents who dove into it when they were like 10, 11, 12, yeah. 13, 14 years old back in seventy seven, because yeah, that's yeah. all they had was was uh, was were the movie theaters. They didn't have you know Redbox streaming, mm. or you know they didn't even have video cassettes back then. Damn. No. No, um, it's, yeah. So it's, they it's have to find an easy, yeah. easy digital way to, 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 you know, basically brainwash kids into Star Wars, which is cool. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I say. I mean, it, it seems to be a, you know, a, um, a sort of, a, I don't know what the word, but a brilliant sort of um, strategy on that part, because you know, a lot of a lot of the kids don't seem to watch the movies as much now, do they? As as much as those cartoons that came out. So. Yeah. Um, I think we all probably want to see a more ruthless thrown on screen at some point, but whether that would have actually happen is another. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I could see maybe when they finally finally run out of material, like 15, 20 years from now, if it's still going, maybe they'll do a standalone movie after they've gone through every other character. But oh I think, my God, I think, let's, not get, let's not get onto that one. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, we'll just, we'll just, yeah, whatever. So yeah. I think what, what, what our best hope for us Thrawn and Thrawn fans are out there are for is for Timothy Zahn just to continue writing and mm. praying that Disney allows him to keep writing his own style, his own arc, obviously with the guidance of Disney to make sure the overall new canon arc. Yeah, a guy from Disney butt. standing over him with a stick going, well, don't write as far as that goes. Hey, kids, hey, hey, you're not supposed to write that there, you asshole. <laughs> as far as that goes, the outlook looks good. I think Disney, Disney likes it. I think, so. I mean, I think Disney saw the, the, the culture fan base behind our favorite Blueberry Grand yeah. Admiral Thrawn and, yeah. and realizing that, like, mm, we better tread lightly with this one. <clears throat> other, char- other characters, I'm like, yeah, besides the main ones, yeah. But as far as, uh, uh, like, fan loyalty, you got to be very, tread very lightly with Thrawn. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking that they'll probably treat him with kid gloves in the cartoon in Rebels. And then, you know, basically his legacy will live on in whatever novels that Timothy Zahn continues to write. So I hope he does. My... I hope they do let him. I think so, too. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it will make sense. So uh... so I have, I have another question. This one, uh, we can do a lightning round on this one. Oh. Give me your favorite Star Wars movie. Ed, go. Uh, it's <laughs> usually Empire Strikes Back. But, you know, I think... I find myself turning on Return of the Jedi a little bit more because I really love that space battle. Mm. So I think it just depends on my movie, but overall, like plot, you know, uh, overall feel of the movie, I'm going to have to go with Empire. Okay, Kev? Easy, easy, easy. The Empire Strikes Back. Boring, simple, straightforward answer. It's a masterpiece. It's. <laughs> It's it is, isn't it? It's just perfect. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah, Dark. I guess it's not what you. I mean, I remember going back to our Star Wars story. Um, I remember watching it as a six, seven year old, and I, it was just a type of movie that I'd just never seen before because it it doesn't have an ending. The heroes lose. My favorite character gets put in carbonite, you know, Luke, yeah, and everything. It's just perfect from start to finish. I just absolutely just, it's my favorite movie of all time. It always will be. So it's the obvious answer. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the obvious answer. But yeah, nice. Empire, all day, nice. every day. Cool. Um, dig it. You yeah, can rank guess... them in order. We could rank them in order, but yeah. Oh yeah, I know, ones, I know. You know, uh, uh, you know, we'll get. We're not getting into some of the. My people. order changes like with the wind. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mine mean... does. Mine pretty much stays the same. I think. I think mine pretty much stays the same. Um, I got. But... I got a... hmm. Come on, James. Well, I gotta. I gotta lean more towards Ed actually, because growing up actually, um, and it's changed over time. Uh, uh, Jedi was my favorite. Yeah. For years, it was my favorite, mostly because 
by that point they had um James Earl Jones had that actor's role down. Yeah. And yeah. they had yeah. the costume correct. Everything was perfect. It was very, like, Darth Vader in himself was the most menacing, I think, um, at least in the beginning of Return of the Jedi, anyways, when he meets Mach yeah. Jarrod on the uh, oh, yeah. Death Star 2 when he approaches opening scene. Like, yeah, when you see that opening scene, and he's, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, you see that, and it's just like, hmm. Yeah, that's he's he's got that super duper yeah. that dude like intimidation factor, you know, eleven <laughs> out of ten basically rolling right now. Yeah, Jersey Rod's absolutely shitting himself at that point, isn't he? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, of course, Lord Vader. He's scared shitless. He's like, oh fuck it, I better get some work done here. Christ. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, so I guess that uh, we'll we'll wrap that up for just a little bit more info about us. But we'll continue to do a little, uh, you know, spend a few minutes at the beginning of each podcast, kind of talking about. What our fur, what our favorite, uh, you know, a little bit more about ourselves. So it's been a scruffy week in Star Wars, you know. Mm. I mean, got the announcement of the uh, Obi Wan standalone. So let's let's talk Big about the standalone. Big yeah, news. I mean, they're early talks. Nothing really is going on yet, but let's get the speculating train going. You know, let's mm. let's, let's do this here. So yeah. I. Really hope it's not all on Tatooine. That's <laughs> I guess that's all I'm gonna say. Well, I think we've all got a question now. Where is this movie, and when is this going to be set? Right, because everybody's saying it's got to be set between A New Hope um, and Revenge of the Sith. Right. What if yeah. they set it for the Phantom Menace? Huh. Now. If they have a real young Obi-Wan, because what storyline are they going to follow? I don't well, think. It, you think they if could it's... still go with Ewan? Yeah. But the, I, yeah think, I think I, they will. I think they I will, think they will too, yeah. Come up with the story. But I, look, it's, I'm all for it because I, I liked Ewan as Obi-Wan. And I think, you know, I like Obi-Wan as a character. So, but, you know, we've explored a lot of this in the Clone Wars, is, is you know, um, business with Satine and um, you know we've got uh, I, I, that was water not piss <laughs> <laughs> it's more beer in my glass <laughs> you know and then you know there's, there's the art with Darth Maul in there and then him watching Luke so I'm perplexed as to where they're going to take that if it's set at that point what do you think well, I mean well I, I think <clears throat> I mean we all think I, I logically I think it needs to be between um, uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Yeah. Uh, mostly because if they're going to use Ewan McGregor as the actor, if that's the prime. He's in the prime age for it. It's they the have to do age, very, very little yes. cosmetic work to him. They don't have to make him yeah. look that much older because he already is older. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot to it there. I, I mean, I bet they come up with. I mean, they'll come up with an arc with a new villain, uh, you know, something along the lines of like an Inquisitor or something like that, some kind of Sith hunter. They still got it, yeah. You know, like some, some there'll be some tie into Rebels, I would imagine. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I envision it as if they actually put an Inquisitor on screen, it would be an Inquisitor sort of like you know sensing Obi Wan or sensing young Luke's presence, and then Obi Wan going to like yeah. And then Obi-Wan, like, going into space, chasing this mother down and just murdering this guy before he gets back to Darth Vader. 
And then well, that, Darth Vader's yeah, I mean, like, wait a minute, I just sensed something. Uh, never mind. <laughs> just kidding. Well, maybe it'll be like just Obi-Wan, you know, redecorating his house, you know, the, the hut and how it got and spruced dirt. up for the special edition. You know, it might be. His yurt. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's having be having some movie. tea, talking to Qui-Gon spirit, you know. Just yeah, you know, chilling. just chilling, shooting the shit, shooting the shit with Qui-Gon and, and Yoda and doing all that lot. And just, well, like, I mean, there chilling. has to be there has to be some interaction with Luke along the way because Luke knows him as like, oh, you mean old Ben? So there had to well, have been some sort of yeah. I mean, there there might be some sort of um, um interaction between you know like a like a like a 13 14 year old luke skywalker mm. a few year like five years or so before the events of a new hope yeah where like the the only reason why luke ever met him was because you know obi-wan saved him from some you know absolute near disaster that's yeah. described in the or saved a friend of his i don't know he or maybe saved second hand too yeah, yeah, or maybe saved a friend of his, like Biggs or something like that, because you can see, because you know, at that point, Biggs is growing up on Tatooine the same time as Luke is. Right. So, what if Luke and Biggs were on some happen? Then they'd have to cast someone for Luke, and that would be, yeah, that'd be a big deal because so, the focus is on Obi Wan. How many? Yeah. How many years is Obi Wan on Tatooine? Like, how old is Luke in A New Hope? He's Luke's like eighteen. He's 18, 19, so, isn't he? So, so he's yeah. there 18 so he's years. Be there. Yeah. So there's a pretty high likelihood he leaves the planet like at least once, right? For like a day at least. <laughs> a day. Right? <laughs> Obi-Wan, like Obi-Wan's day out. Is that what you... <laughs> then yeah, he, goes back to, he goes back to Naboo because, you know, as, as we all know, <laughs> in A Phantom Menace, uh, Naboo is right next to Tatooine. Yeah. It's not like um, Baby's Day Out, but it's Obi-Wan's Day Out. And he like you know, goes off planet and like goes to a theme park and just has a good day out. Just yeah, like gets a makeover. Yeah, it's yeah. Cool. They braid his beard. Yeah. That's the, and they that's shave that's one side of his head, like a goddamn yeah. hipster. He comes back or, you know, maybe has a Mohican or something or, you know, yeah, sure, like, sure. I can, you know, I've got nothing else to do on this planet and, and things like that. But I know I read recently, um, cause I know Joel Edgerton wants to do it again. Doesn't he? He's said he wants to, do it so who played um owen lars so he's obviously mm. got some animosity to obi-wan in a new hope hasn't he? he's you know he's causing a crazy old hermit and all that lot so that could be interesting as well do they have some sort of you know interaction with all that something like that yeah so uh, and that could be that could be again there could be like some evil like again i'll i'll go with like an inquisitor type comes yeah. to hunt them down because he senses something and causes yeah. some level of destruction that endangers Owen Lars and Baru and obviously the young Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan's yeah. there to save them but the guy wouldn't have been there to begin with if Obi-Wan wasn't there because he could detected him as a force user and obviously Luke is too young to really maybe project out as much I don't know Just a thought. Mm. yeah no I, I, that's a good thought I yeah you know, if it's done right, it could be great. And the the, the choice of Stephen Daldry is an interesting one. Um, yeah, that to me, you know, with his previous movies, you suddenly think, you know, he's very sort of character driven, isn't he? His films very sort of arty, and you're thinking, well, you know, are they gonna how are they gonna do that with a Star Wars film? 
Right. No, he's he's a he's a Broadway guy. I mean, we're yeah. not going to have. A, yeah. I mean, Obi Wan, Obi Wan McGregor is not going to be singing. I mean, this isn't going to be a musical. I God, I well, he did not. in Moulin Rouge, didn't he? So maybe he can in this. One. <laughs> well, yeah, he did you know? Moulin Rouge years ago and hasn't done it since. <laughs> well, he did so guys and re- dolls on. He did guys and dolls on the West End. And uh, oh yeah, no, you're right. You know, you see, it's, this is this is what we've been waiting for. It's Star Wars the musical. This is oh, what we've hi. all been praying for. Yeah, here it goes. Here it is. <laughs> But his films are quite interesting, you know, because I know he's done, he's, you know, quite, I know he's done Billy Elliot, which was the stage. I'll say Billy one. Elliot got 85% Rotten Tomatoes. Y- yeah. And he's oh, done The, hour, is it the Hours, which was a bit grim, and The Reader and stuff like that. So I I, I find that quite a fascinating choice. I really do. It's, I just an, think it's an interesting repertoire he's got. He's got Trash as well. I mean, that was yeah. back in, I forgot what year yeah. that So yeah, I have a question for you guys. Of all Go. the standalone choices roaming through your head, is an Obi Wan really needed? Or is this what no, you I guys want to so. see? What do you what, what do you think, James? Uh, I mean, I kind of like it. I mean, Ewan McGregor has always been one of my favorite actors, anyways, and yeah. I came to like him a lot more in the prequel trilogy. Despite the prequel trilogy, you know, say what you will about it, did develop some cool characters like Ewan McGregor. And you really saw him really grow into the role and by Revenge of the Sith actually really look like Alec McGinnis, you know, mm. 30 years younger or 20 years younger or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, also you have to think if it's, let's say, 18 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan is not gray. He's still pretty like, you know, mm. light yeah. brown hair. And we get fast forward only 18 years and he is just pure white mm. with Alec McGinnis. I don't know if they're going to make that kind <clears> of, uh, I don't know if they're going to make that kind of, you know, connection of like whatever did, whatever he did, like, so he like totally drained him or something like that. But um, yeah, that could be interesting. They've got to tie it up somehow, but <clears throat> yeah, they have I mean, to, they have to make sense and they have to give us a do fan service because if not, then people are going to be pretty upset and you know, we kind of lose it, but do we really need it? Yeah, I think we do need it. I mean, of all the standalones to do, I think they're going to have to be a lot more careful with like an, uh, an Ian McDermott emperor standalone because they may not want to give everything away too early, especially when they're still developing the last trilogy, you know, yeah. cause you, you, Obi-Wan's Obi-Wan's arc has started and is finished. It's all done. Yeah. So it's a that's a safe that's a safe plot line for Disney to start to go into. Whereas, you know, the Emperor's arc and maybe even <clears throat> Darth Vader's arc to a point is still affecting the new trilogy that's coming out now. Yeah. So they may, may not want to back themselves into a corner right now with doing something on a standalone while they're still trying to piece together the final trilogy. You know what I mean, Ed, Kev? Yeah. yeah, I do. Absolutely agree. Yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Ed? Do you are you for it? Uh, I mean, it's I, it's the same opinion I have with with the Boba Fett possibility. If they do it right, which <laughs> I mean, I don't really know how personally, but if they do it right, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want like a freaking. Hanging out on Tatooine, twiddling thumbs, or just fighting a crate dragon. Like, I don't know. I want something more than that. <laughs> Obi-Wan and the crate dragon. <laughs> DuckTales. Ooh. <laughs> Obi-Wan and the big old crate dragons. Something. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Walks into Mos Eisley like, I'm going to dispense some justice. 
goes yeah. away with a strip. <laughs> sweet Jedi justice. justice. Oh, that sweet, sweet justice. But do you think with this film, say more than Rogue One and say more than the Han Solo film, that this one is going to be, do you think they'd do like a separate story, like a separate and not have it tie in with what we know? Do you get what I mean with that? Because, huh? you know, obviously Rogue One tied in with the Death Star. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I heard this rumor, or uh, maybe it's more like fans want it, where they want to do it. Obi Wan trilogy, and then like this is how Ray was born. <laughs> now that's interesting because yeah, that I wondered that with because they they've said that you're gonna find Ray's parentage out in um, the Last Jedi. Is this gonna tie in with the Obi Wan film? Mm-hmm. I I doubt that. It. I don't know. I I just it's a gut feeling. I doubt it, but. No, I I I probably don't think so, but I just wondered, you know, there's all the Last Jedi stuff coming out and we know from the Entertainment Weekly stuff that we're going to find out, you know, her parentage and then all of a sudden they announce a a Kenobi film and you think, no, you know, am I reading too much into that? But to me, you know, because I don't think they're going to go down that she's Luke's daughter. So I just wonder, I just wondered, is that the way they're going? Is that, you know, with... Um, you know, the whole Ray, you know, parentage that, I don't know. I mean, it's just a theory, I thought, you know, I wanted, to, I wondered what you guys thought of it, but I don't know. I try not to think about it because I don't want her to be Obi-Wan's kid, but. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that'll work because they killed Satine and yeah. that's pretty much done, so. Yeah, I, I, that, I quite that, like that story. I really like that one. I did, I did too. Yeah, I really, I really, I really that like that. It really actually gave Obi Wan some depth, and um, you know, because he'd always been this kind of, you know, straightforward ideal Jedi, and that was the, you know, that was a great little. I love the Clone Wars for that. It, it sort of gave Obi Wan that depth and that, you know, sort of backstory and everything, didn't it? I thought that was, you know, because well, this is this sort of goes into what Ed says about. You know, we've we've seen a lot of Obi Wan in the Clone Wars, and we've seen a lot of backstory from him. What else, you know, can they tell us? This is why I wonder if it's just going to be like a just a separate story. Yeah, yeah. Well, know. okay. So that leaves pretty much two spots between Episode One and Two, or between Episode Three and Four. In yeah. My head, anyway. Yeah, it could be it could be pre Phantom Menace. I was a kid. Uh, Which means yeah. they need a different, a different. They need a new. They need a new Obi Wan. Yeah. A different Qui Gon also. <laughs> and I feel like I mean, <clears throat> I mean I, I feel like. The, don't they, you think they, everybody's they, assuming? Everybody's presuming that Ewan's going to do it. They are. They are presuming everyone's. They are. They are. Yes, you're. You're correct. They're well, presuming, help that but he I came out and was like, I want to do it. I mean, they had yeah. Jimmy Smithson for Bill Organa. Yeah. So they had Jimmy Smithson. Clearly, they have uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Clearly, they, they they favor to use a previous actor, similar yes. with Mon Mothma. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just for the sake of all of us fans, you know, they it seems like there is a will for them to reuse the old characters who are willing, obviously. Um, into the stuff, which is pretty cool. Like, 
Barristan Salmi playing General Jan Dodonna. I thought that was pretty yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Sir Barristan. Um, so I think they want to use, ideally they would want to use, I think they would want to use Ewan McGregor because, again, he's the ideal age. It seems like he's pretty interested in it, and he's a pretty badass actor who would mm. draw a lot of people to theater just on his name recognition alone, which turns into money for Disney, and we all know how Disney likes money. Oh, really? <laughs> all right, so there's another option. You could do like Go. a, like an, a, in one movie, have him young to old, you know, like span years. So like having yeah. one movie, have him, you know, younger at the start of the movie and then like seven years later or something at the end. Maybe, yeah. Do you think they'll just do one Kenobi movie? They won't do, because I know Ewan McGregor said he'd do a couple again, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah, there'll be Kenobi Trilogy. <laughs> no, they will not. No way. No way. They can't do a trilogy of that. I think just yeah, one would be great. And it would be great to see Ewan back as him. But I do wonder whether, you know, because we're all just taking it for granted that it's going to be Ewan and it's going to be set there, mm-hmm. whether Disney might go a little bit, not what you think, and go, actually, we're going to set this, you know, pre-Phantom Menace. Because there's the graphic novel of Obi-Wan and Anakin, and I don't know if you've read that, which is not it's pretty standard stuff that's set between um, one and two. Um, yeah, I think that's just called Anakin and Obi-Wan. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, so I think, I don't think they'll go that route. I think they'll just, I think they'll do a separate story and set it between three and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I, I, that's the most logical, the most logical thing. So, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. So, I mean, yeah, I, grant, I bet yeah. we'll, I bet we'll see some kind of, uh, um, we're definitely going to see a trailer by the time the new Han Solo movie comes out, so that'll be pretty. That'll be pretty interesting to see. I mean, obviously, we'll definitely see something before the Han Solo movie comes out, but we might see something as early as Christmas when Episode Eight comes out, which we pretty yeah. Dope. Speaking I, speaking I of Han Solo, yeah, I think the Han Solo movie actually spans like seven eight years. Oh, so maybe uh, they'll they're instead of the Han Solo standalone, they're just going to surprise everyone and be a Han Solo and Obi Wan together standalone. Yeah. <laughs> Green characters here, yeah, no, that, intertwined, intertwined. But speaking of speaking of standalone, it was pretty cool. Ron Howard sent a tweet out back on August sixteenth, uh, just a couple of days ago. The Empire looms large. You know, yeah. there's a picture of a Death Star, um, Death Star uh, trooper, or just an Imperial security officer helmet there on a on a console that eerily looks like the console that was shot up in the New Hope. So mm. that was pretty interesting. I wonder if we're going to get any kind of Death Star tease in the Han Solo movie. Yeah, I don't know if that really means Death Star. I mean, I, we've seen that helmet what on Endor. Oh, I know. You see it everywhere. It doesn't yeah. matter. It, they, yeah, it's just the generic <laughs> imperial security officer's helmet or technician's helmet, so it really doesn't mean anything. But do you think, well, we might see the Death Star in the new Han Solo movie? I feel I like we wouldn't. don't think no, so. I think I that's don't... more like a detention block or something. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if, yeah. if, you, if you go back to old canon... Uh, Chewy and a lot of other, uh, well, not necessarily Chewy, but a lot of the Wookiees were slaves uh, working to um, build the first Death Star. Um, and Han rescued Chewie, and that's how he got the life debt. So it'll be interesting. I wonder if they will go over how Chewie has his life debt to Han 
They've got to do that. They've got. I mean, there there has to be a reason for it, like him rescuing yes. him from maybe Imperial detention somewhere, going to mine something for the Death Star. I don't know. That'd be a cute, cutesy little tie-in. But as far as how it goes, I mean, it's cool that we're going to see Lando. Um, it's cool that well, it's interesting that Woody Harrelson's in it, but you know, we'll see. Um, but it would be very nice to see that sort of arc of. Han and Chewie like uniting, getting together, and creating mm. this magnificent power duo ever. Yeah, but also as well because I, I think from a new hope, I don't think it will be the Death Star because nah, you know, Han and Chewie, you know, when when they're captured in the tractor, you know, they don't. It, it always seems to me that they've never seen the Death Star before, so mm-hmm. you know. It wouldn't make sense, you know. I know the prequels did a lot of this with continuity and fucked it up big time. And but, so that would just be, you know, we've also got to sort of get to the fact that Han doesn't really know about the Force and Jedi because he doesn't know much when Obi Wan's talking to him in there. So it would suggest that he's, you know, got to be away from all that and mm-hmm. <clears throat> somehow get pulled in to rescue Chewie and, and stuff like that. What the story's going to be, I mean, we don't know, but. Um, right. I just hope they don't start messing about with continuity and things like that because, you know, we've had a lot of this, you know, the prequels messed a lot of this up and I'm with Ed on this. I don't think that's the Death Star. I think that is just some sort of... Generic detention area. Yeah. yeah. Some sort yeah, of empire, sure. you know, maybe where, yeah, like you say, where, you know, they do slave the Wookiees and, you know, Hans comes to rescue them. But mm-hmm. I've got to say, I'm loving Ron Howard's little tweets now and again. <laughs> I know, it was pretty yeah. good. You know, yeah. Well, it's part of the process to save all that shit that's gone down lately. So I think that is, isn't it? I think he's doing it well. I think he's doing all right. You know, just listen. Hey, it's okay. Everything's all right here. Everything's fine here now. Everything's under control. Situation normal. normal. (laughs) Everything's fine here now. Thank you. How are are you? How are you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. I'm loving loving his little tweets. I love the little (laughs) chewy pictures and all things like that. Then. He's put another couple on, hasn't he? Like, um, there's a video, a video. Like he's in the garage with like, yeah, all the vehicles they use to like carry all their their equipment and stuff. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So my, um, you know, uh, you know my trepidations of the film itself, but yeah, I think it's, it's it's I'm sort of warming to it. It's in good hands. I think I think Ronald did a good job. I think we'll so. be. I mean, we're gonna have to hope. So when do, you think the first will come? when do you think the first trailer of that will drop then? Next year? This year? It'll be this year. Well... Do you think they'll tag it to episode 8? I think if they I do bet. it, they gotta do it soon. They can't put it too close to the release of The Last Jedi. Or they'll wait. Right. Well, no. I think they're gonna do it in the theater for Last yeah. Jedi. Oh, that would be awesome. I think when you, when you sit down to watch episode 8... One of the previews will be the new Han Solo film in, in May. Oh, I think so. That. That's really that's just going to set the fucking theaters on fire. Oh fuck! Uh, oh, that's good. Figuratively, figuratively. <laughs> um, but yeah, seriously, that's just going to freaking make people go crazy if they just announce it. That won't you? Then you've got to watch the fucking film after all that. You've just got to, you know, you watch the Han Solo trailer. So, yeah. What about the next? What about the next Last Jedi trailer? When do you think that'll drop? It's got to be soon. Gotta be, hasn't it? Uh, Windows. Oh, jeez! I just dropped my glass. Did I buy uh, Star the Wars Rogue Celebration? One, one came out around now, I think, during the Olympics, Summer Olympics. Mm. 
So yeah, no, I. It's got to be end of uh, end of end of quarter three, I think. Yeah. So that coming coming soon. End of end of Q three is uh, September though. Yeah. So probably unless they do it by you know like b- break it up into threes, in which case it would be this month. But either this month or ne- well, shit, September is <laughs> September is a week away. Two weeks it's away. Like it is, yeah. When's the uh, New York Comic Con? When's that? God. Um, the beginning of October. Uh, I think then. I think they'll drop it there. Q4, yeah, that, I mean, it's yeah, well, that October, November, December. That's the beginning of quarter four. So yeah. Q4, I, I bet. Yeah, it, it makes sense because seems yeah. like as far as marketing things and release dates and the amount of people that are on board for this whole mm. thing, they would organize it into quarter releases. So if we haven't heard it by now, it'll be the end of September. Yeah, I I'm thinking it won't be. I mean, wh- when's the last time something got released at New York Comic Con? I don't, I don't. It's not sticking out to me. But yeah, I I wouldn't say it'd be New York Comic Con, but thinking, I just yeah, think it'll like, be just be generally quarter four. They'll just start previewing it in theaters for you know. Yeah, it'll be like whatever. a Monday night football thing or like a yeah. Kimmel show thing. No, totally. Yeah, we normally get it about two three a.m. over here because they, they drop it sort of, you know, during a. Super Bowl or doing something, and then it's like, <laughs> "Fuck, I've got to get up at two, three o'clock to watch a goddamn trailer." You're like, Fuck, "Hey, you're no, doing it right know. now. Might as well." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, good point. That's a good point. But uh, yeah, that's just talking to you guys, though, is it? Not not watching a trailer. Trailer's far more important. Come on, I mean, let's have a let's have a big trailer release soon. We need, you know, we need to see that. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Although, although, here's an interesting one. Because you know my view on the spoiler aspect of it. Should you watch the new trailer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck don't yeah. bend the knee. <laughs> I don't kneel. I'm not bend the knee, James. Bend the knee. Come on. I will not bend the knee. If I see a spoiler <laughs> or some nasty speculation out there, I'm going to read it. <laughs> I'm no purist. I'm not you bending the knee for this shit. Goddamn cheat. Give it no. to me. Yeah, I'm right. Damn cheat. See, I don't, do I don't, I don't do it. I don't fall for that. I don't. I want to go into that movie theater not knowing anything. Hey, did you guys uh, watch the Star Wars show this week? No, no, uh, I haven't. Tell us weekly about it. thing. Uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting. Like the they're talking about Ryan Johnson, like in making the Last Jedi, would bounce ideas off the story group like constantly, and it wasn't. And it wasn't like they were like, you can't do this. It's more like. He would give them an idea, and they were like, "Do it." That sounds awesome. Really? Ah, so they were sure. pretty open uh, to. Yeah, I mean, they were. It yeah. seemed like they were open to him in a positive way. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. And they talked. There was something called a foley artist. Have you heard of that? So they do like they dub sounds in over like I guess it's near the end of the process of making a movie over the movie to yeah. like make it sound better like footfalls and stuff like that and they talked about how bb8 they used like a bowling ball and like dropped it on like something to make it sound you know like a a heavy fucking droid dropping on shit right i thought it was pretty Mm. cool so something else that happened recently is uh there was a toys there's been some toys i think uh appearing in stores Oh my god. Of, uh, I know where you're going. Of the poor. Porgs. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, well, I, I got to say real quick, I will buy the Thrawn action figure <laughs> when it comes out. Um, so, yeah, just because I like Thrawn. Not that I like all the other stuff. I got too much shit. Are you, shit buy, are you buying the Pog action figure? The what? <laughs> the Pogs. Hey, I want your guys' opinion oh. on what they sound like, all right? Are you ready for this? You want to hear this? Go on, then. Do it. Do it. Do all it. Right, right, Give right. it to me. All right, here we go. Let's see if this works here. Oh God, make a stop. Make a stop. Oh my God. That's about as annoying as a tribble. So that's courtesy yeah. of uh, They're a the dude Star Wars in... equivalent to tribbles. These are. That's a courtesy of a dude I, uh, I know through actually the Rogue One Army, and that's Rogue One Podcast. It's a podcast to listen to. And holler to them for inspiring me to do this podcast. Johnny Grosso, Haas Burkhart, Mike Pappas. They're awesome. Haas Burkhardt also has his own podcast, Blue Harvest. I listen to that also. He does an amazing job. I ask him so many questions about doing this. So they sent you that clip of the Pogs? Yeah, well, I'm in a Facebook group with them. And you're and... still talking to them? No. <laughs> no, yeah. More yeah. importantly, they're still talking to you. It's good stuff. <laughs> I want to know what the Pogs sound like. Oh, God. They're, they're already annoying me. Is yeah. One? So is that yeah. is that no. a cute sound to you? Like, is that an annoying sound to you? I, I it's annoying. Yeah. What do you think? Ewoks There's an are better? awful lot of things coming out about these pogs and how cute they are and how they use. And I'm just genuinely hoping that they're just a little marketing ploy and they're not really in the film that much at all. Because yeah, come on, <laughs> no, let's just let's not go there with. I, that. I'm still on the Ewoks side. Of it. I like the Ewoks more still after hearing yeah. that. Yeah. They're just a little bit too yeah. and annoying and yeah. pointless. To, this, to, is cr- this is making my stress level go up. Hold on. Ah, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, 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 the sound of the Pogs has turned you to drink already. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I just, you know, with all the Entertainment Weekly stuff and the picture of that Pog in the Millennium Falcon, I'm like, please just let that be a marketing shot. Don't yeah. let that be real. No, but Don't. before we wrap up the news section here, I do want to thank the Making Star Wars podcast uh, network and website, uh, Jason Ward and Amanda Ward over there. They really inspired me. Like they really got me back into Star Wars big time with their news and and podcast. Uh, what's it called? Now this is podcasting, and the guys. Yeah, man. Going. Now we we got to meet them. Well, I got to meet them anyways when we were at Celebration, and yep. all they were all awesome. We went to the event the um, Friday night, the, the live podcasting event. Got to meet all the people, oh, all yeah. the podcasters. It's pretty sweet. And the people with Sith List, they're great too. And Bad Motivators, love them. Well, lots of podcasts out there, and we're just another one. Yeah. Yep. yep. We're just doing doing our thing. Yeah. Also, Rebels is coming out with their Blu-ray DVD on August 29th. End of story. Next. Yes. <laughs> so I have a question. Um, okay. So all you guys are watching Rebels, obviously. Yes. 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 So 
are you going to buy the DVDs or the Blu-rays or buy it on streaming or something like that when it comes out? I'll wait till they've all been released and then buy the box set. Yeah, yeah. I might do that. Yeah. I, I'm about to pull the trigger on all the Clone Wars. I didn't because <clears> I had Netflix and they were on there. Yeah. But now that I got mm-hmm. rid of Netflix, I'm like, I should just, I should just pull the trigger. I, it's nice yeah, there's to a, have there's on a really in the cool, um, Sorry, Ed, go on. It's nice to have on in the background. I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. No, there's a real good... Because um, I know, obviously, like, country to country, they have different Blu-ray releases, but there's a really cool limited box set from the Clone Wars in, that you get in the US. I don't know what it retails for now, but it's um, it's like a complete collection of it, which I I got from there. And it's uh, It's got, like, a little booklet in there, little artwork and things like that. Um Check that out. It's, I don't know what it, what it what it would be now, how much it would be. Probably hundred bucks, something like that. But um, hmm. yeah, it's it's a really smart little box set. The only trouble is that I don't think it's got the lost episodes in season six. So I think you've still got to buy that. Separately. Oh, separately. Mm. Yeah. Speaking, um, speaking of which, so I kind of want to do a little a segment, maybe towards the beginning of the podcast in general, but uh, something like telling the listeners what we've bought recently or anything star wars happened in our life in the last since the last time record we recorded what do you guys that's think? true that's true because you when that? you go over to ireland soon um yeah 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 that's not far you gotta away go uh you gotta yeah. go on a uh, archaeological dig to find a uh <clears throat> buried lightsaber somewhere yeah say oh, oh, oh i've gotta go treasure hunting <laughs> that's right that's right oh and this is I mean, and eventually what we want to do is, um, you know, uh, let's see, 102, um, 43. We want to do like a little shout out too to our, our other friends in Ireland, um, Liam and Claire, uh, nice. that we met. And obviously Stefan as well, but for Liam and Claire, because uh, Claire runs a radio show over there, and we're eventually we'll have a segment on here where we'll bring Liam on, and it'll be um, uh, uh, a talk with Liam, tells yeah. the Skellig. We need to. We hey, need Claire. to. Uh, we should have Claire on too. Yeah, we need oh, to yeah, get them on. Run when I go to Ireland. When I go there, because I've got a hunt for something he buried on that island. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, <Eventually. laughs> he allegedly buried something on that island. He wouldn't be pissed at all, would he? He would uh. not be angry with that, or anything. I'm sure he'll be fine. Especially, a, especially a friggin' Brit going over fucking. Yeah. Limit. Yeah, you know how the Irish feel about the English. They love us. <laughs> <laughs> There's no bad blood or animosity there whatsoever. No, no. Me digging up something, uh, you know, a very unique lightsaber that he's buried somewhere on that island. It's probably a nice maybe one. Just, maybe just casually throwing it in the ocean and just, you know, watching it plummet to the bottom and then... No, oh, we would. No, sort of, oh, fuck that. We wouldn't do that. We'd bring it back to the U.S. because that's what we do in the U.S. We steal everything. <laughs> <laughs> steal everything. Yeah. So yeah, well, that'd be great. Get them on around that time, and then we can sort of talk about. Because I go, yeah, I'm going end of September. So oh, it's, mm. it's, we're not far now. We're not far away. So that'd be great. Get them on around that time. That we're hey, so be. are you planning on coming out here in December for uh, the the, the uh, episode eight release? You should. You really should. No, probably not. I probably oh come on. Nah, don't. I can't. I probably can't. We could do. We would do a live podcast. From the line. How about Halloween, huh? What? Halloween? They don't celebrate that anywhere else. 
We don't. Yeah, we don't over here. It's fucking annoying over here in England. You're like, oh, fucking hurry. <laughs> Who the who the hell's that knocking at my door? Clear off. Fucking go away. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, you know, when you get like 14-year-old kids like threatening you, go and give me some money, it's Halloween, and you're like, I think you've completely missed the fucking point of this. Completely. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when I'm coming over. Um, I don't know. We need to talk about that. Um, we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm definitely coming over there. But Halloween oh, yeah. would be a good one. I don't think I can get for the film. Because I, I want to be in line and then gloat into you because we get it before you. Oh, do you guys get it before? Oh, that's right, you do. Son of a bitch. So, yeah, so yeah, actually so... we would want to come over to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you should do. That's, that's what we should do. My wife yeah. would not let that happen. So that you can, nah, so that you can cool. see it about seven hours before you would back home. Yeah. Well, what you got to do is tell Gina that, hey, uh, I'm going to go to James's for the weekend uh, and then just go. Yes. In inverted commas, the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and then just and then we fly just, over, can... watch the movie, sleep yeah. once and fly back. Yeah. Yeah. That was the way. You know, yeah. don't show her the credit card or the bank account or anything and what you spent. <laughs> on it. Just keep that. You see yourself, Ed. Just keep that, that sounds like a flawless plan. <laughs> You know, there's really nothing that could go wrong with this, actually. Except when you put everything on Facebook and Twitter and she's like... (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Uh... And you'll be going, I'm not in England, I'm not in England. And then there's like Big Ben in the background or something. She goes, what what the hell's that? They've they've just built this in Maine. They've just built this fucking building here. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) I'm not in England whatsoever. I'm not here. I'm not here. I swear to God, I'm not here yeah. anyway so i wanted to mention like to, i just bought yeah. guardian of the wills and i've been listening to inferno squad which has been awesome i haven't not finished i'm halfway through it yeah i'm, I'm on inferno squad as well i'm about a third through it what nice. do you think so far i love it I yeah really it's great do. isn't it yeah yeah it's quite good yeah it's quite slow it's quite slow getting into it isn't it don't you think it's quite a lot of settle um uh, i don't know the whole uh, death star thing was pretty uh pretty exciting to me yeah, because they're going to set, um, I presume they're doing this one, because then the actual game is set after Return of the Jedi style, isn't it? After them. Yeah. Is that right? Well, just just so you know, slight spoiler, but the beginning of the book starts out with the Death Star. Yeah. First, a new Death Star blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. A New Hope or Death Star 2? First. No, Death Star 1, A New Death Hope. Star, the first. Oh, with Inferno Squad. I got to get yeah. that book. All right. I'm going to re- buy it and read it the... by the time for next week. <laughs> yes. Definitely. So she's part right. of the, yeah, she's part of the uh, elite squad that attacked the rebels. So it goes on from there. Really good. Yeah. Really good so far. You got any new signatures, right. Kev, since Harrison? No, nothing, nothing. Nothing. We're going, uh, Gemma and I are going to an event in. Um, October, one in London, uh, MCM Comic Con, but there's no Star Wars guest announced yet, but I'm sure there'll be something. So, no, nothing else. Been a pretty quiet, you know, since the last one in London, pretty quiet, nothing really on the horizon. So, nope, nothing to report. All right, folks, and that's a wrap for our second podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want, again, uh, send us an email to scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. That's scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Ask us some questions. We'll have a question segment popping up with our next one. 
We've had a couple questions from uh, some colleagues and friends already that we're going to read next time. And uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say and your theories as well. So we'll take a little bit of Lion Liar off the Fogcutter's album Flotsam to uh, take us away out of this podcast. And thanks for listening. Bye. Force me with Bye. you. With the force be with you. This party's over.